Welcome to the Majus Pod, brought to you by Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit Church, a diverse Catholic community located in the oldest church building in the heart of downtown Detroit. For the links to the readings, check the show notes. Enjoy Father Gary's latest homily. Well, I made a guess about this liturgy, and I was right. I said I think only hardcore churchgoers will come out for this fourth Sunday of Advent celebration. And because you are hardcore churchgoers, you're going to get something different tonight. You're going to get an advanced homily, not just an ordinary homily, an advanced homily, okay? And here's what I mean. Typically, a homily every Sunday deals with what the text says that we heard. We're talking about what what's in the text. But what I want to do tonight is take a few moments to look at the world behind the text. Scripture scholars use that phrase, the world behind the text. How did the text come to be what it is? Because that also has a very interesting lesson for us at this point in our Advent season as we prepare to enter into the great Christmas festivities even tomorrow. So imagine you're one of the early Christians. Jesus was executed on the cross, and then people began experiencing this amazing thing that he was still alive somehow, resurrection. And people begin living the Christian life as his followers filled with his Holy Spirit. And a couple decades pass, and then eventually you're the writer of this gospel, and you get out your pen and you sit down to say, well, we better put this in writing. What's, what's going on for future generations? And you can imagine what the early Christians were going through, a process of trying to gradually understand what have we experienced? Who was this person that was among us, this Jesus? What, what does all of this mean? You know, it's a process of just gradually coming to terms with what we've actually experienced in our lives and begin, how do we begin to put it into words? How do we formulate that? And what these people did, of course, was that they weren't coming at this out of a vacuum. They live in a rich tradition of scripture that goes back a thousand years. So they've got all this tradition in scripture to draw on And of course, that's what they used to try to explain their own experience and who Jesus was. And we see that at work in this gospel today. Luke takes up his pen, so to speak, and is writing this preface to his gospel, the story of Jesus. And he tells us stories about how Jesus' birth came about and how the birth of John the Baptist came to be. And he draws on that, on this uh, reading that we heard about King David in the Old Testament. So David was going to build a temple for God because the ark was in a tent and David was living in a nice palace. So he said, well, I better build a temple for God. And then this revelation comes. There's a message through the prophet that says, oh, you're going to build me a house, are you? (laughs) Let me tell you, God reasserts, in a sense, his 
sovereignty and his care for David and says, I'm going to build you a house. I will make, and he's playing, you know, it's a pun on the word house here. It's not talking about a building, but the, the progeny of David, about the, the family of David, the clan of David. I will make your house great and last forever. I'll put your offspring on the throne and, and that reign will go on forever. It's an amazing promise to David in the Old Testament. So when Luke is writing his gospel, he said, well, uh, that explains partly who Jesus is. He is the son of David who is on an everlasting throne, who is going to now in glory, that, that's how we're trying to understand his resurrection. He is ruling over all creation. I mean, this is an amazing vision that they had of understanding Jesus and writing down something that made use of the, of the old text of the past. And the older I get, the more I appreciate the whole New Testament is like this. It's people writing reflections about their experience but every line refers to something from the Old Testament. It's about bringing forth the old as a way of understanding the new, what's happening now. Okay, now we're going to bring this in for a landing in a minute. You're sitting there going, well, what does this have to do with me? But I'll tell you in a second. So but let's roll the clock forward a, a few hundred years. The church is still early. It's still trying to understand who Jesus is fully and especially understanding who Mary is. So after a few centuries, you get the church understanding Mary as the house. So the church begins to draw on this image of David building a house for God that Mary becomes the house that Jesus dwells in, that God dwells in. And they call her Theotokos, the God-bearer, the one carrying Jesus. Let's roll the clock forward maybe another 700 years to the Middle Ages. And the church then says, well, let's create some nice liturgies for Advent in the Christmas season. Hmm? They get out their pens again. And they say, how are we going to write a liturgy for Advent? And they say, well, let's put this story of David and the promise of his kingdom and the house that God is going to build. And we'll use that as the first reading and we'll put it together with this gospel and it'll make this wonderful contemplation on the mystery of God coming to dwell amid the human race and within each one of us. And then let's go forward another thousand years to Vatican II and Vatican II wants to write a modern contemporary theology about Mary and thinking in old terms they said well we're going to write a document about Mary and then the Holy Spirit got a hold of the council fathers and said no we're going to make Mary a chapter in the document on the church and they take this same image that Mary is an image of the church of the Christian life that each one of us is called to listen to the Holy Spirit, conceive of the Holy Spirit, and carry Christ within us. So this, I'm just giving you a little picture here, 2,000 years of how these texts are played with, and in each generation, people take up their pen and try to write 
their experience again. Now, you might guess where this is all leading, to those little cards you got. <laughs> you get a little card when you came in tonight? Okay, so now it's your turn. You take up your pen, uh, and you write down what we've been doing in this parish all Advent every week is to write down your own reflection based on the word, the scripture that you've heard, on the homily, on something in the liturgy that touches you. But my point here tonight is that this is the task of every generation. We each have our own experience of God, of God's spirit within us, we each have our own experience of Jesus, the Christ. And it's up to us in every generation to articulate that experience, to pick up our pen, to put it into words that we can see for ourselves what's happening and we can share it among ourselves and we can speak it to others. That's the only way the gospel goes on. In every generation, it has to be made anew. We reflect on the words of the past that we hear, but we have to put that together with our own experience. And so we've been inviting our people every week during this season to say, how are you personally touched by the images of these scriptures, by the words you've heard, by what the Spirit speaks in the homily? What touches you personally? How is God speaking to you? And just make a little note of that for yourself. And then you can see in the hallway, we're sharing all those images of how God is touching us as a community so that we can continue to be in the images of today's scripture. We can continue to be bearers of God's light, that we continue to carry the word alive in us and share it with one another so that that light might be seen in our world today. As always, thank you for listening. To learn more about the community at Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit, check out our website, sspjesuit.org, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for all three can be found in the show notes. Until next time, be well and God bless.